All right. Hello. It is on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Jake Vevra, comedian in New York City. Me, Nathan Timmel, comedian in the Midwest, Iowa City, to be specific. Uh, we are recording on Saturday, August 24th. I like to give that at the top of the podcast sometimes when we remember. So that if anything happens uh, that's exciting before the podcast posts, you know why we didn't talk about it. Um. I didn't send you this, and I know you don't really care. You sort of like the Lions, but you don't follow football. Literally, right now, the Colts game just ended, and Andrew Luck announced that he is retiring from the NFL. Really? Yeah, six seasons, apparently. Even though one, I don't know if that that he sat out one, but he's just tired of being injured. Yeah, yeah, man. I I get it. I mean, you know, especially, like, if you've made enough money to invest in some businesses, I mean, you you take a blow to the head. I mean, that's that's, that's pretty much gone. Well, he sat out an entire season with a shoulder injury, I believe it was. Um, He... Oh, I'm I'm going through this because this is just happening as we are recording. Um, He got taken off the field tonight and was booed by fans, like... Yeah, apparently he didn't have a... Oh, they picked up the news of his retirement during the game. And uh, t- yeah, he. but still, like you said, I don't even know if you need to invest in anything. Um, if you just get enough money and then you're a smart person, if you're not one of these guys that's like, okay, I need a Bentley, I need a Humvee, I don't even make those anymore, you know, I need a mansion. Like my next door neighbor for three years, the house right next to mine, was, um, I can't think of his name right now. He moved two years ago. Uh, it was a guy that only that uh, was a Hawkeye, an Iowa Hawkeye college football player that made it to the NFL, but he never made it on a team. For three years, he was on a practice squad. He eventually made it to the Jets, but every year he was on the practice squad, and he made enough money from that to come back, buy a house, and then stay on the practice squad for the Jets one more year, and then uh, got never made a team and i guess you can only do it so many years you can't be on the practice squad for you know five ten years you can only do it a few and then you get washed out of the system but okay. yeah he he had enough to buy a modest house in iowa you and that because the you don't have to be rich so if you are rich all you have to do is not be an asshole all you have to do is not spend your money like a dick bag you know yeah, but that's the thing, man. A lot of a lot of these guys who I mean, sports is their whole life. It's not like they, they a, a lot of them just don't learn in investing skills, man. I mean, they're in, they're in college, but it, the the athletic department pretty much just kind of steamrolls them through, so they can spend as much time as they as they possibly can practicing. You know? Yeah, and I mean. We all hear the stories. I don't have anything specific in front of me, but you, you know they're given cars, they're wooed, they're told they're heroes. They can do no wrong. Not all of them, but you hear those stories. But uh, they're also told to get on the field. I watch Hard Knocks on HBO, where they pick, follow a team in the preseason that is. Uh, they just follow to see what happens. And uh, this year, it's the Oakland Raiders. A guy broke his hand in a preseason game. And they said, do you want to still play? And he goes, can I? And they're like, yeah, if you put a little cast on. He's like, yeah, fucking cast me up. Put me back in the game. Because he wasn't a high draft pick. He was someone that's desperate to make the team. So he literally got something put on his hand and went back. And then you have all the coaches talking, you know, like, wait, he broke his hand? He's he's playing? Dude, that guy's got heart. He's got spirit. All right, we need to keep an eye on him. Whereas anything else, it's you broke your hand? Okay, sit down and take care of yourself. The NFL is, you're hurt? 
get the fuck back in there, pussy. We'll we'll you know pump you up full of drugs. But so yeah, I I love football. I do. But good on Andrew Luck if he's walking away saying, you know what, my body has taken enough. It's yeah. I mean, you're you're spinning the roulette wheel with with every single bone in your body by playing that game, you know. And and, and granted, you make it that far. Of course, you wanna you wanna make your money. But once you once you make enough, you gotta just fucking walk away from the table before you end up getting you know something you can't walk away from. And this is gonna be an odd comparison, um, but stay with me. I remember being a teenager and in my twenties and thinking I should be a drug dealer. I always wanted to be a drug dealer for the reason you just said, because I would see every single like Scarface or later on Blow or every single movie about a drug dealer showed a guy that got really rich, but then got in too deep, started doing the drugs themselves and or wanted too much and wasn't willing to let go. And that led to their downfall. Whereas I have always been the guy. I just know I just knowing who I am as a person, I would love to like be a drug dealer start making money, get to like two, three, four million dollars, and then turn to my uh, first lieutenant and go, uh, you're in charge, I'm out of here, have a good life, and then just disappear or just take off. Like when, because they always get the, you know, like so big that the heat gets on them and then everything gets traced back to See, them. See, I was the opposite. I wanted to do a drug dealer because when I was younger because I did a lot of drugs. <laughs> and uh, I tried to be a drug dealer several times. But uh, my, my way of, you know that line in Scarface, never get high on your own supply? Yes. It's because um, I, I would end my career very, very early. Many times, what would happen, see, is I would buy like an eight ball. And I'd be like, well, if I just sell, you know, like a couple grams of this, I'll get, you know, if I sell like three grams, I can have like half a gram for free. I better start doing my half a gram now. And then my <laughs> method of sales would be to sit in a room, you see, snorting lines, smoking some off of tin foils, you know, just doing all of my eight ball. And if anybody happened to walk by that room wanting to buy some, well, then by golly, I'd, you know, I'd sell them a gram or something. And then when that ran out, it led you to the dog medications. My favorite Jake Vevra story. The, the, oh, yeah. Oh, that was before that. That was just me trying to get high one night. Uh, that, that, that wasn't even a binge, business venture gone wrong. That was everything going right um, until I uh, popped the dog pills and whatever else were the last few things I took. Ended up in an ambulance on a gurney. Or did, did, did they institutionalize you too? Like, hey, what's wrong with this kid taking dog meds? Or wasn't there a moment of that in your teenage years? They went, yeah, they sent me to rehab. Um, it was yeah, it was a fun little story. The counselors, I'm sure, passed that one around. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who have done many bizarre things, but also but, now, even to this day, when it's a full moon, I start licking my own balls. You believe that? It's fucking wild. <laughs> I'm glad you. Uh, now, did you have to take yoga to do that, or was that just you know did the the dog gene, the dog medication made you nah, flexible? Just a medication. It's uh, it's like Teen Wolf, but the X-rated version. <laughs> what's funny is like this is a comedy podcast and there might be people out here thinking that we're lying or that you're lying or making that up but uh no dead on true dead dead no, on no, true. i od'd on a, on a bunch of uh prescription medications when i was like 14 including uh yeah some medication we found out later was for dogs <laughs> it wasn't uh even for humans uh, but yeah there was like there was like fucking oxycontin uh what what else man there was like valium it's all kinds of shit, man. Is some Prozac? Like I was taking shit that didn't even get you high. I don't even. <laughs> it's just like, is it in an orange bottle? Then give it to me. 
<laughs> See, I've had Oxycontin not often. Of oh, Oxycontin is fucking great. It is. Like, and Vicodin, too. Exactly. The, uh, those are the two things that... Is either Vicodin or Valium? I, I think it was Vicodin. Actually. Vicodin is what I... I've had both, and those are the They're two things really that I would say, I don't want to say scare me, but I, I, I like, I get it. I get it, because... Oh, yeah. I, I, people would hand me pills, and I would just like, okay, it's my once-a-year treat, where, you know, I don't do it all the time, but if I'm in a hotel room and I've got nothing to do, I can just lay down in bed and feel tingly and warm and goofy, and I think I've done each one, like, twice, maybe three times total, but I can see, like, I remember laying in a bed, feeling so good and thinking to myself, okay, I absolutely get how addiction happens, especially if it is prescribed to you because you are in pain. Like, I was taking it recreationally, where I, I, want, not, I, I want to say a controlled environment. I'm in a hotel room, I'm on the road, I'm not near my kids. Actually, the first time I took it, I didn't even have kids. But it was like, I am not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to do anything. I have the entire night. I'm just going to lay here and feel warm and like jelly and. and See, if you think that feeling is good, wait till that feeling hits you, then pop the dog medication and have somebody scratch you behind (laughs) your ears and tell you you're a good boy and, uh, you, you know, give you treats that are made out of animal bones. But when you're taking that shit because your back hurts and a doctor has said, take this, and then you take it. And I, I get how the crash happens, where it's like, oh, now I only feel good when I take this. It's scary shit. I, I Oh, in- yeah, man. And if you're taking it for, like, a super painful injury, then not only do you have the come down from it, but you're also going to have, you know, withdrawals if you've been taking it for a while. And, like, withdrawals to fucking hard drugs are no joke. But on top of that, depending on what the energy is, you could have withdrawals on top of, you know, like just pain from the injury, you know? So that's, that's got to be really hard to quit taking that shit. Yeah. And I, no one, there's nothing in this article about luck and, uh, and medications, but you have to wonder if that doesn't factor in, in his own brain. Like, look, I, my shoulder keeps getting hurt, uh, concussions my brain gets knocked around now he has a uh, calf injury and then a, it says right here a small little bone in his ankle there's an issue you, you have to wonder how many pain meds he's had if he's not looking to i mean he's 29 he's got to look at his future and go you know what fuck this my overall health is more important than a super bowl ring i don't want to be a cripple or an addict like like ryan leaf ryan leaf was the uh, the biggest um bust the biggest nfl bust i mean he was breaking into people people's houses before getting clean like like robert downey jr just sort of like not criminally but sort of drunken oh i heard you had pill meds let's just go in right now because that's where they are yeah it it fucks you up well hopefully none of these guys get hooked on it bad enough that they're so high and out of their mind that they're Popping dog pills and uh, flatlining and comas and coming out, um, remembering only humping the male nurse's leg for some goddamn reason as soon as they came out of the coma. <laughs> and we'll, we'll change the subject in one second, but as you were saying that, it reminded me, pain meds are what killed uh, Tom Petty, Prince, and Michael Jackson, or was Michael Jackson sleeping pills? Uh, no, it was... Heath Ledger was sleeping pills, but Tom, Tom yeah, Petty Yeah, Michael Jackson, it was, that, it, was that, it was that really strong shit, man. It was that fucking, uh, I don't even remember the name of that anymore. But yeah, they, and that doctor went to prison for giving it to him. Yeah, but I can't remember if it was a sleeping medication or a pain med. I know no, it was, it was, uh, it was intravenous, I think. Uh, okay, sure. so 
That's why the doctor was giving it to him. Nothing to fuck with. Yeah. All right, let's turn to... Was it Propothal? Uh, I want to say Propothal. Oh, that could be. That, that sounds sound right? familiar. That's, that does sound familiar. All right, let's talk to let's turn to uh what we call the news. Um if for some reason you're a new listener and you're just tuning in and wondering what uh, we talk about, generally what Jake and I do is if it's so pervasive in the news, we kind of avoid it because everybody else is talking about it like the Amazon forest fire right now. There's so many fires in the Amazon. It's scary, but everybody's talking about it. Uh we like to turn to different important stories such as Client says Arizona massage therapist's cuddling session turned sexual. This article is so fucking bizarre. Jake, did you read the article? Oh, yeah. I I was gripped. To me, it was like reading a thriller novel. I could not turn away from this article. Yeah, it was was, was bizarre, man. I was kind of confused about everything. But, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where... um, First of all, how shitty of a massage therapist do you have to be before you're just like, I'll just start cuddling with people. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I can't cure any real problems. Uh, You want to snuggle and eat Ben and Jerry's? I'm good at that. I'm good at just just sort of sitting there next to someone and not doing anything. Like, that is is the fucking T-ball of massage therapy for you to fuck that up and get unlicensed at that like for like you've already somehow you have you have created a, a sort of niche market clientele for yourself to where it's like what what do I do I'm a um I'm a professional cuddlist and no listeners I did not make up that because it's a funny word okay it is a funny word but that's in the fucking article all right this is what they call themselves they call themselves cuddlists like artist you know, like that kind of thing. It, it, it's just insane. I don't know how you fucked that up. But, it, yeah, apparently this lady did. Well, and not only that, $80 an hour for cuddling. And at one point in the article, they say this uh, one place has trained over 1,300 people in more than 40 states. And another one, a little down the way, I thought I read something like 11,000 professional cuddlers, and they say that people are feeling more and more isolated, and they want uh, human contact, except, is this really, I mean, I get that uh, the literal definition is human contact. What do you think that cuddle training school is like? You think it's a pretty intense? You think there's a lot, 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 of, lot of multiple to- choice questions you got to study for? <laughs> a lot of people cramming to pass that test. This is my third time trying to get passed in cuddling school. I've been studying for it. My, 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 my father, he was a cuddlist. My grandfather, he was a cuddlist. You know, he, uh, he, 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 he was one of the first cuddlists. We, 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 he, he started, he had his own uh, cuddling firm. That was very successful, and he's been passing it down. And I, I'm sort of the black sheep because I just I can't pass my cuddling quiz, and now my whole family makes fun of me. Like a family of cops or lawyers or doctors or yeah, just like yeah. Oh, um, Jake, we we buried the lead on this one. Um, I completely forgot. So let's. I'm going to scroll back up to the headline. Client says Arizona massage therapist's cuddling session turned sexual. Now, I read a headline like that, and my mind automatically jumps to, holy shit, this poor woman uh, had a male masseuse, and he did something inappropriate that's gross. That's, that's disgusting. Yeah, but things got hot. 
Well, it turns out it was a female uh, cuddling session with another female. So it's like, okay, that's, that's yeah, like you said, that's kind of hot. But you read I had to check the source on it. I thought this was one of those old hustler letters. You know what I mean? I was like, what the hell kind of shit is Tim will send me? <laughs> well, and then you scroll down, and this is just me being an asshole, and I fully admit to that. There is a thumbnail picture of the cuddling artist, and she's pretty cute. She's cute. She's not like uh, hot, hot, but she's cute. Like... Again, this just goes into being a judgmental dick. If your professional cuddler is Kathy Bates and it turns sexual, uh, yeah, that could be kind of off. But oh, yeah, the woman making the, the complaint sounds fucking insane. And I would never say that uh, against an actual sexual assault victim, you know, an actual accuser. This is just bizarre because when you already it sounds weird at the beginning because it's like it says her her cuddling session turns sexual. Uh, when the cuddler's nipple ended up in her mouth for five minutes, and I'm like, "What? What the fuck? Did she drug her? What, what? What do you mean her nipple was in her mouth for five minutes? She didn't. She didn't notice it for the first four minutes and forty five seconds. Like, what do you? What do you? What, what are you talking about? You know? And then you read further, and it says at the bottom, it was actually the client's idea for them to cuddle naked. And that it's always, she said she's always dreamt of being held by a naked woman. You know yep. what I mean? Incredible. Yep. And so I'm like, so you set up this whole thing. And so wait, wait, you wait, request wait, 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 her to do wait, stuff. Wait, 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 Jake, let me interrupt you. Yeah. Not only uh, does the, the client say it has been my dream to be held naked by a woman, the, the therapist said, that's not what we do with you. I will cuddle you with clothes on if you want. And after four sessions, like this wasn't just the first time, they got into this cuddling routine. And then there's sort of an ebb and a flow where she's like, okay, yeah, I can cuddle you the way you would like. And then this boob thing, she said, um, she says, like, you know, she could cuddle her, but it's outside of her boundaries as a cuddlist. But, okay, where is it? Where is it? Where her your time is up, but I will give you an extra five minutes for free. So this then happens outside the realm of the cuddling session. Like the the client says, this is what I want. The therapist says, no, nah, it's not what I do. They have several sessions. So not like you're saying, it is bizarre. But then she said, uh, she's starved for a maternal touch. Where's the, the quote? Uh, God damn it. She said, you're oh, like, yeah, you dude. Need- this lady is the Aziz Ansari of, of, of cuddlists, man. She's getting fucking railroaded by this, 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 this crazy client woman. And here it is. My favorite quote. I am channeling nurturing energy to you through my breast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How nurturing much does she charge energy. to chan- channel nurturing fem- what motherly energy through her breast or whatever? You say eighty an hour? Yeah, that eighty an hour to have someone suck on your nipples. And again, with this woman, with her, uh, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'd suck on her nipples. They, they, they are. If they're anything like, uh, she looks like she has nice nipples. That's what I'm gonna say. Well, see, and maybe maybe this is just me being uh, jaded and cynical, but at first I was thinking like, yeah, okay, there's 11,000 professional cuddlists. I think that's just sort of um, one of those things you have to do in those, uh, you know, red Puritan states down south. Like, what? A prostitute? No, no. They're professional cuddlers, officer. What are you? This is just a, it's, it's a cuddle house. How dare you? Now, do you want a um, do you want a hand cuddle, a mouth cuddle, or a full cuddle? Um, <laughs> hand cuddles are going to be twenty five, <laughs> mouth fifty, full cuddle. 
$100 for half an hour. Well, it's funny you talk about the, the red conservative South because also in the article is liberal, liberal, blue, liberal, left Madison, Wisconsin, where the perhaps the most high-profile cuddle controversy, I love that phrase, cuddle controversy, involved a Madison, Wisconsin business called the Snuggle House. Now, they advertised an hour of cuddling for $60. This is blue liberal Madison. City officials raised concerns about the potential for sexual assaults and a lack of regulations for such a business. So the owners maintained that sex was forbidden inside the Snuggle House, and they installed security cameras as a precaution and had a panic button in each room. So they are telling us that people need human contact and snuggling makes you feel good. But hey, by the way, you have to sign a waiver that we're going to film you, and there's a panic button here in case. And that's not relaxing. So it's it's there's no duality in this. There there, you can't say. You need human touch, and this is good for you, and also we're going to film you, and here's a panic button in case you're scared. Like, you, you don't create a relaxing environment with cameras and a panic button, and it's after three weeks of operations, the snuggle uh, hut had to close their doors. I don't doors know, dude, I'm a freak. Of- I, like, I, like to, I like to have people watch me cuddle. You know what I'm saying? I like an audience. <laughs> well, I just like this line Especially here. Especially some bureaucrat. Where they say that uh, they had to close their doors because they were sick of the city's harassment. Or maybe no one was paying $60 an hour to get cuddled. I don't know that it was city harassment. I would guess they were not getting good business. They couldn't cover fucking rent, is what my guess would be. You can blame yeah, it on city harassment or the you know regulations, but you're charging $60 an hour to cuddle. I'm guessing you didn't make enough money. Right, yeah, well, he, here's the thing. Um, uh, again, cuddling... Pretty far down, like you fucked up a lot of jobs when you're like, maybe people will just pay me to cuddle. And when you fucked up that many jobs, I'm guessing you're not you're not very business minded, and so you, you don't realize that that's not a it's not a competitive price for something that well is basically worthless. Well, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't remember when or in what context, but I knew, no, we have discussed what I'm about to bring up. I have an ex-girlfriend that went on after uh, we finished up. I mean, she told me this. We're still friends. Uh, she became a, a, guess not a dominatrix, but a spanker. Like, she doesn't put on full leather and whips and shit, but she is a spanker. She has different things like paddles or crops or even, like, feather touchers and all of like she makes or made if she i don't know if she's still doing it when she was doing it she said she made really good money and that was the exact opposite of this cuddle thing she got like businessmen who were oh yeah like the top dog and no one could tell them to fuck off so they needed to feel dominated a little bit and they would go to her to get spanked and she was like like yeah there was nothing sexual about it or maybe there was from you know, there's 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 something sexual, but she wouldn't fuck him. She wouldn't touch their dick or anything. It was literally, I will spank you, and you will pay me, and that's it. I mean, I get that outlet right there. I get that. This one, this cuddle thing, I don't get in the slightest. However, as I'm talking, you and I have talked in the past about uh, fucking incels and guns and how these nutbags, maybe it could work if we find uh, losers in high school that want to shoot the school up like, hey... Uh, I know your mom's a bag of shit and your dad's an alcoholic. Here, here's someone that's just going to cuddle you for an hour a week. Maybe that could be state-sanctioned therapy. That I have does no idea. seem like the polar opposite, like very, very blue, blue, like Portland 
um, extreme of the let's arm every teacher. Like, you, you know, it's like every, every school needs a cuddler. Just a lady, <laughs> who the, the worst teacher in the entire fucking school. It's her job just to, you, you know, cuddle any kid in a trench coat. And, and hopefully he won't fucking light everybody up tomorrow. Well, it's funny you talk about fucking everything up to become the cuddlest, how the article ends. The woman that got accused of sexual uh, impropriety uh, closed her couple a couple therapy session or whatever she uh takes her she said she told the board in july that she takes her job as a massage therapist seriously and has closed her cuddling business i don't want any confusion in one area to compromise or define me as a massage therapist so she's out of the cuddling business she's just going to stick to massage therapy so maybe, she, maybe she, of, wait, real quick though. Speaking of ahead. dominatrixes, your friend that's a dominatrix. Did she start off as like a regular hooker, or she just does the spanking? I don't think she told me how she got into it, but uh, dude, because that's the fucking route, man. If I'm if if I was gonna be like a hooker, I would go spanker. You know what I mean? It's it's like you always hear these. These sort of rock bottom stories from you you know like women that got hooked on crack and stuff. It was like wow, well, and then I was I was blowing guys. You, you know what I mean? And some of these guys they would they would spit on you and hit you. Like or you could just spank businessmen for like three hundred dollars an hour and be like, who's a dirty piggy piggy, Mister CEO? <laughs> when they got that orange ball gag in their mouth, that's that's the move right there, man. Don't blow guys for crack. Just spank businessmen and then buy crack with some of that, and then like pay rent and you know get some new shoes and stuff, man. With the rest. Well, what you are saying makes a lot of sense because I, uh, one of my neighbors, going. Turning to personal stories again, one of my neighbors is a massage therapist. She owns her own business and has people working under her. And one of the reasons she did that uh, went from being a massage therapist to owning a massage business is because... She's a massage madam now. That's the way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like Andrew Luck, I'm tying all this together. That does a that fucking fucks with your hands. It does a job on your hands constantly. If you do eight hours of massage a day... You have cramped hands. It hurts, and so right. She, you make let's say you make two hundred dollars in a day doing a lot of massages, but then you're kicking out fifty dollars to some somebody else to massage your hands. You know, it's it just it doesn't make sense. Right. So what she did is she opened her own spa. She still does a massage here and there, but now she you know pays rent and allows other. So going back to this lady, what a fucking decent racket. Maybe she is a good massage therapist, but she said, wait a second. My hands hurt every fucking day. Hey, I've heard of this cuddling racket. Maybe I could throw that sign up. I can still give some massages if nobody's into the cuddling, but instead of wrecking my hands, just like Andrew Luck doesn't want to wreck his brain, his knees, or his shoulder, uh, someone wants to pay me to cuddle with him. Yeah, I I don't have to put my hands in a bucket of ice after the end of a shift. That's because- right. What's the worst that can happen? I'm not going to go viral with some ridiculous accusation where my picture's all in, on news stories and shit. <laughs> what is saying. the worst that can happen? It would have been a good scam if it had not ended that way. Oh, yeah. I I feel bad for the lady. I like she you know, the, the the client was asking her to do this, and then finally she was like, "Nah, all right, I'll do it as long as you don't tell anyone." And then she's like, "Police officers, help! 
She did a thing I asked her to do. I, she laid there and cuddled me, you know, while I paid her. Until my time was up. Then she gave me five minutes for free. <laughs> and the cops were like, I don't, I don't think that's illegal. I, we, we can't do anything, you know? Oh, that's right. We forgot to mention that. The cops said uh, nothing illegal happened. We're not pressing charges. The, the bad thing that happened was the cuddling board's regulatory authority <laughs> took away her license. There is a cuddler's regulatory board. There, someone out there has to pay. Like this is this is America. You you if you want to become a professional cuddler, you could uh, apply to the uh, cuddling regulatory authority. Dude, how much does how much d- does it pay to be on the cuddling regulatory board? I think that job it, it pays edibles and fucking lucky charms, man. I think it pays just in those two things. No, that that would actually be kind of sweet. Edibles would be, but uh, yeah. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to jealousy. Well, real quick, before we move on, I don't think they, they took her license away because it had anything to do with, like, oh, um, you know, this lady's right, and you did this. It's it's that they were like, oh, this technically classifies as prostitution by our regulatory board you know from the way it made it sound it's like well you're supposed to be clothed and you know like the nipple thing can't do that and so i think it was just one of those things to where they're like we're just watching our own ass because we don't want to get sued by the government not because this is sexual assault like that woman's insane um it's just that we don't want to get sued by the gut you know like basically brought up on charges of running some sort of weird cuddly prostitution ring that makes nothing but sense that makes sense all right uh as i said turning to jealousy holy fuck balls it must be nice to be rich um i love the movie caddyshack uh jake you love the movie caddyshack yeah yeah it's been a while I'm spitballing here because I, I I didn't think of this when I read the article. I just thought of it right now. Uh, there's a great scene in there, one of my favorite scenes, when uh, Lacey Underhall is with Chevy Chase, and she's like, you have an uncashed check here for $75,000. He's like, keep it. There's a, Here's another one for 30000 It's yours. And a summons. You know, like, but he just has these ke- checks laying around, and I just realized that as I'm reading the headline. Aretha Franklin had nearly $1 million in uncashed checks when she died. She just had checks laying around, publishing royalty checks, Sound Exchange, uh, her publishing company, EMI, BMI, uh, feel good, uh, like 998000 really is the most baller thing you can do. Die with a million dollars you forgot to cash. Fuck a gold-plated whatever the fuck, man. Just a million dollars that you forgot about. It's just in your sock drawer, like, oh, I've been meaning to cash that million bucks. Like, that's that's amazing. Uh, it is. It's uh, that When you become so rich that you cannot keep track of your own money or you don't care or just that... it kudos to her kudos to aretha franklin that that just i mean insane and imagine here's my i I did i like thinking of this though imagine being the publishing company because that's a business they write those checks and then they you know they've got to balance their budgets and they've got to keep track and it's like uh we're we're, we have seven hundred thousand dollars extra in our bank account really and then they have to go back and aretha you know like I don't. Well, the thing is, I don't know how a lot of checks that big work. Obviously, 
Um, cause I've only been paid, you, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, uh, let's see, zero times. But, um, <laughs> I, the thing is, is I, I would be willing to bet that those were cashier's checks to where you, they take it out of your, like the bank takes it out of your account when they, when you write the check. I mean, I, not I don't from know. sound exchange. I get checks from sound exchange. That, yeah. that was an actual check. You would get a check that said void after 90 days. Yeah, but that's are these for a hundred thousand dollars the ones you're getting? Not yet. Uh, okay. My royalty checks are in the. Did you see that Seinfeld episode where he was writing fr- uh, checks, signing signatures for a, on checks that were a fraction of a penny? Right. Oh, those those are the ones I'm getting. So like those, I don't, what I'm saying is I don't think they have the same policy with fractions of pennies as they do with hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, because I I used to. Uh, I used to do, like, the realty thing. I used to, like, rent apartments and stuff. It was, like, bottom-of-the-barrel fucking bullshit. But with a lot of the bigger dollar amounts, they would... they would A lot of the landlords would want cashier's checks. And that's so because... So that the, something like this, like, Aretha couldn't sit on it and then bounce it later. They want to make sure it was just gone exactly. so that they yeah. wouldn't, yeah, come back to bite them in the ass if she it's cashed like, it at the wrong well, time. Well, it's it, not, not so much, but... It, with them, it was more of a thing where, like, um, you, you know, they didn't want to take somebody's check and have it bounce. Whereas a cashier's check, that's it's certified by the bank. And the bank says, we've taken the money out of their account. Here's a stamp from us. This is already out of the account. It's impossible for us to bounce unless, like, 1920s fucking all the banks close kind of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Is, is So for the business, wouldn't want to give Aretha a check for $700,000, and then she just sits on it and sits on it and sits on it, and one day goes, oh, yeah, shit, I got to cash that, and then it comes out of their account at the wrong time, and they do buy Right, uh, yeah, yeah so something you're that saying, size is not just sort of getting lost on their books, even if, right, even if right. somehow it didn't come out of their account. Well, that... But uh, I, would, I would, if I had to... Guess that was probably a cashier's check, you know. But yeah, but my first thought was, "Wow, I'll bet that's going to be a surprise." And then it's like, "Well, no, it's not. They they wouldn't just lose track of that for one." And then also, um, you, you know, it's it's probably a cashier's check. But there was a story that did remind me though of a story where that did happen to another celebrity, but in in the reverse way. Uh, the painter Salvador Dali, you know, the guy with the melted clocks and shit. Yes, yes, mustache man. Yes, yeah. So he wasn't like a Van Gogh. He where he, you know he was big after he died, and he's sending his severed ears to hookers and shit. Like no, he was crushing it in his lifetime. Um, at his peak, what he would do is he would go all around Europe, and he would have this huge, he would have this entourage, like 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 a a, a clock painting rapper. You know, back back in the day, he would just fucking have people with him all the time. He would go to these like ultra bougie restaurants he would he would just like run up a, t- a crazy high tab um he would sign a check for the tab and then what he would do is after he signed the check for the full amount plus a generous tip and all that he would turn the check around and he would sketch a little drawing on the back you know and and the owner of the the restaurant would you know 
would be like, oh, Salvador Dali, thank you for honoring me by, you know, giving me a Salvador Dali original. I'll never cash this check. I'm going to put it on my wall, you know? And they, they would hang it up as like, this is some fucking baller shit, you know? That's like, uh, you always see restaurants, especially in like New York and L.A., oh, here's a... Um, Here's an actor who he who was in here once and he signed his picture. Even better, here's a picture of the actor here with it signed, right? This is like that times a thousand. Like this is a a a world-class celebrity, you know, A-lister painter, and he basically did a little painting just for us and signed it and put the restaurants there, and now it's on the fucking wall, right? So they would just sit up there for years. And Salvador Dali didn't keep track of these. He was a reckless man who just went around partying his ass off. And you, you, you know what I mean? Doing lines of whatever they used to do back then. You know what I mean? Just the, the fucking, the, the equivalent of cocaine in Europe back in the day, which was probably just fermented uh, rats cum that for I'm some reason just would get you loaded. Uh, what was the absinthe? Wormwood. That's what they would drink back in the day. Yeah, he's just going nuts. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's popping dog pills, probably. Hopefully I'm not the only one. But, you know, the dude's just getting wasted, taking dog pills, and spending a lot of money. And he kind of declines in popularity over the years. And then after a little while, um, a lot of these restaurant owners, because he's been doing this for like a fucking decade... They start taking these things off the wall and cashing them. So now he's just got these fucking checks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, just crazy high Gordon Ramsay restaurant level meals that you just had a whole fucking round table of people just going crazy and drinking Dom Perry, Bobby Ball, whatever the fuck. And, and a personal check does not have anything on it that says void after ninety days. Yeah. Oh no, no. This was this was this was not. Yeah, the, the banks did not do that shit back then. They were, it was just sort of like, yeah, this is that guy, this is his signature, this is his check. We know his checks. It's good till whatever. This was, you know, Salvador Dali was like the 1800s or something, man. That was before they did that shit. That's pretty incredible. All right, you got time to get into one more. I'm not sure how much to talk about this one. This It's odd, save something serious for the end. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what we did on accident. I am surprised this did not make bigger news. Um, it, it seems like it's important. It seems, and like I said, we don't talk about big news. And maybe that's because that's what the news cycle is. It's sensationalistic. If it bleeds, it leads. If it can scare you, it will trick you into clickbaiting. This is pretty scary, but it's also boring, I guess, which is why it did not go big. A court ruling just changed how we picked our president. Uh, up till now, we have always believed that the Electoral College is tied to the state vote, the, the state uh, population votes, and if they vote for Democrat, Republican, whatever, then the Electoral College puts their votes the way they, the, the state says they should. However, uh, if, if a if an ele- member of the Electoral College does not, then that ballot in the past got thrown away. The court now says no. Uh, members of the Electoral College, people who actually do go vote, uh, they aren't tied to the popular vote in their state. So if an entire state goes for Trump, the state can say, nah, fuck you, we want Clinton, or vice versa, or, you know, that's the 16 election. But yeah, people can, it, this is this is interesting. Well, I mean, as far as I knew, that would just kind of, that was sort of like a state-by-state state thing where, isn't it like some states, they, you know, kind of automatically go with the, 
like like whatever their district's popular vote was, and then the other ones they generally do, but sometimes don't. Um, but you know, you know, like it's it's something crazy high. Like ninety eight percent of the time, they go with the popular vote, right? Well, I th- in my lifetime, they always have. But in twenty sixteen, I think uh, what did the article say? There was one state, Colorado, that went for Clinton. And the person was a Bernie bot and wanted to vote for Bernie. And so that's the guy that sued and said... He, he went John Kasich. Kasich, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I knew it wasn't Clinton, but um, you're right, Kasich. But now there are states saying that they will give their electoral votes to whoever wins the popular vote nationwide. It's, it's becoming pretty interesting. Overall, all, everything involving the election is interesting. Um, well, I, yeah, man, it's I don't get why they have, and I, I'm not one of those people who says like, oh, there's no point to to having um, an electoral college, like the electoral votes. It's basically so that like Wyoming's vote still kind of fucking counts, and that like New York and L.A. and Texas don't just own every single election, basically. You know, so like I get it to a point, you know, but when you do have one candidate getting, you know, like millions of more votes, then it's like, all right, maybe you got to scale that shit back again and find some balance. But then this part where it's like, well, it's not the popular vote automatically with this uh, uh, electoral shit. It's it's they they can do it. It, it, That's where it gets kind of weird for me. And the, the Democratic Party, especially because they have they're like, well, you know, when they vote on their primary candidates, it's well, we have uh, delegates that people vote on and then super delegates who you don't know. They just live in like the uh, basement of the Walt Disney's old mansion and and, 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 and in a fancy treehouse on Jeffrey Epstein's island or something. And they're now their votes, they're worth a lot for the candidates. And it's just like, what the what the fuck? Why super delegates? This shit is ridiculous. Well, not only is it ridiculous, but that's the way it's been for a long time. I think I told you, I know I told you, and then I talked to Colin Ryan about it uh, on a bonus cast, uh, read the book about Kennedy challenging Carter for the 1980 election, and it was exactly Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Like, Carter had everything locked up, and he had superdelegates, so Kennedy, even though he was losing, was charging forward into the um, convention saying, yeah, we're going to switch the superdelegates, we're going to get people to change their mind, it's it's right. it's the same it, like history repeats itself. Nothing changes, and you talk about uh, Texas and California and New York swamping the presidential election. That is true. That would happen. Um, but it's interesting when you flip it to then the other side of things, which is the Senate, where each state gets each state gets two representatives in the Senate. Right, and yet California has you know forty four million people. They get two representatives. North Dakota has a million people. They get two representatives. Right. So in that case... And I get I get that North Dakota's votes should count for something, but it shouldn't count as much as the entire state of California. Right. That's, that's, that's where it's a little crazy. Like, they just, they just need to fucking balance it better is all I'm saying. And, and this is one of those things where you and I usually have something pretty... We've solved so many problems on this podcast, so thank God nobody listens to us because, man, we solve problems... This one I have no fucking clue how to solve. Like when I read this, it just becomes a mess with with everything you just said. How do you give states representation without too much representation, without holding? It's 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 fucked up. And 
again, this this idea of a faithless elector where the state says, we want this candidate, and the other person goes, nah, I'm going to do what I want. 2020 is going to be fucking interesting. Yeah, that's that's kind of fucking bullshit, man. Like, I, I mean, I understand the like I was saying, I get the purpose of having um, the the electoral voters and stuff like that to kind of balance it out for some of the smaller states. Again, balance it, make it, but not to where you know they they fucking just swamp it. You know. Um, that being said, this part where they can vote against their own voters, that's that's where it's a little weird for me. But I would I would. Caution either party who thinks that's a good idea because that will make your voters not want to fucking vote on on your side of the aisle anymore. I, I think that superdelegate shit and what happened to Bernie in the primaries, that was a huge reason why voters stayed home, you know, on the left. They were just like, fuck it, I'm going to watch Netflix this party is just going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And and it, it gave the perception of that. I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton wouldn't have beat Bernie. You know what I mean? Without them clearly well, she, trying she to stack the She actually did win for. the popular vote. I know she won the popular Bernie vote. Too. But she, they, also, they also did things like they gave a lot more media coverage to her. You know what I mean? And, and, and they, were, they were basically sort of making their own media outlets sort of cast her as the winner you know what i mean and so it's like that that shit does matter now would that have mattered enough to where she would have won i, I don't wait know. a second I wait a second wait a i machine. have to interrupt you you are the yeah. exact same guy who says that russian interference and fake news does not factor in the election but you're saying it does when it's the democratic party and hillary it, versus no, bernie and, and that's that's the thing that's the thing is I think that shit, like this, the stuff that happened in the Democratic primaries has a hell of a lot more to do with, you know what I mean? Like that affected that election more than, uh, you know, Russians retweeting, uh, you know, partisan tweets and shit like that did on the general election. Now, I'm not saying that again that 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 doesn't matter especially since it's it's from a foreign government that wants to do us harm yeah we should absolutely be looking into um you know cybersecurity and getting those accounts off of there but act, like like i said i'm not one of those people who thinks that automatically oh without that stuff bernie would have fucking beat her i'm saying i don't know um that being said i i do think that had a hell of a lot more to do with bernie losing than Russia did with Hillary Clinton losing. However, I do think that stuff like that, like people kind of watching that happen in the primaries, that had a lot more to do with them not going to the polls than anything Russia or WikiLeaks or any of these guys. Did. That makes sense. I, I can hear that second, but that, I'll, I'll buy into that. Fair enough. And to be fair, a lot of the stuff that WikiLeaks released was this kind of shit, was, you know, Hillary Clinton getting debate questions before the debate. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that would help sway voter? Like, could you imagine if Russia found a way to hack the people who were putting on the debates and just straight up gave Trump debate questions before the debates? Oh, fuck, man. Like, the left would be losing their minds even more. It would just be like, oh, our, our democracy was stolen, you know? I do hear you on that. All right, Jake, you got anything else you want to talk about? You got anything you want to promote? You got uh, something to say? Mm. I say uh, give, give it to the crystal lady. Who's the crystal lady again? Oprah's like spiritual, Oprah's cuddle, cuddle-ist. Uh, the, the lady that cuddles with Oprah. Uh, Dr. Phil? 
<laughs> no, not Doctor Phil. The one, that, the the one in the debates, the one that said that oh, uh, Donald oh, Trump is oh, casting yeah, yeah, dark yeah, psychic yeah, yeah. energy. Marianne, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Marianne, something the the cuckoo lady. Yes, yes. I think I I hope she gets it because that would be the most insane debate we have ever seen. <laughs> it really would. You'd have two dude in the general election. Trump would be out there just you know like yelling sex to shit at her. She's burning sage. And she's she's doing fucking voodoo dances, poking poking little chubby orange voodoo dolls. It would be amazing. Yeah, I would I would love it. Two that that shit would that shit should have to be on pay per view if she wins. Two people that uh, neither one can form a coherent sentence. I've seen her on a couple programs that it's like, if you pay attention, you get what she's trying to say. But when I am watching, I am like. Holy shit, let me give you a teleprompter or I, I get what you're trying to say and I could teach you how to say it so much more clearly than you are saying it right now. Oh, that's oh she's batshit, man. I, I love it. I love hearing her talk though. Please, please let her stick around for a while. I'm not I'm not saying she should be in charge of the free world. I'm not saying we should give her nukes. I I'm just saying I want to hear her talk more. Marianne, whatever her name is. Yep. All right, kids, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for, uh, if, if you happen to listen to us and uh, you, I've been getting a lot of messages on Facebook that I can't read. I can log into my account. I'm, I'm going to be in Facebook jail for a while. So if for some reason you're listening and you have messaged me at Facebook, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just in Facebook jail. But uh, message me at NathanTimble.com, message Jake at JakeVever.com, or you can look up Jake on social media. We're both on Twitter. We're both on Facebook. I'm in jail. Uh, but either way, thanks for tuning in. If you do listen to us, uh, tell your friends if you like us and uh, write and say nice things about us. All right. Bye-bye. Later. Yeah, even...